Hi, I'm Rabbi Yisrael Bernath, and welcome to my Daily Torah Thoughts. Yesterday we were talking about uh, love in the Torah, and we spoke about Enoch as a selfish person in the relation to his society and the relation to his time. Today we're going to talk about the second biblical prototype. You see, several generations after Enoch, we encounter another righteous man, and he also is in a corrupt generation. His name is Noah. You know him? Builder of the Ark. He's the regenerator of humanity after the flood. Jokes, stories been told about him. You see, in Noah we find the first stirrings of a departure from self to improve and rehabilitate another. In the year 1536 from creation, which is roughly 2225 BCE, God says to Noah that the end of all flesh has come before me, and the earth is filled with violence, and he therefore intends to bring a deluge of water upon the earth to destroy all flesh, and start anew with Noah and his family. So Noah is instructed to build an ark so they can survive the flood. And our sages say that Noah worked on the ark's construction for 120 years, and all this time, he called out to his generation to mend their ways to avoid catastrophe. But Kabbalah criticizes Noah for the fact that, despite his efforts, he didn't pray for the salvation of his generation. Unlike Abraham and Moses, who pleaded to God to spare the wicked, Kabbalah says that ultimately it didn't matter to Noah what became of them. Had he truly cared, it would not have been enough for him to try his best to bring them to repent, but he would have asked God to repeal his decree of destruction. Just as someone is personally threatened, they would never say, well, I did my best to save myself and leave it at that. They would ask God to help them in that particular situation. So, in other words, Noah's involvement with others was limited to his sense of what he ought to do for them, as opposed to a true, genuine concern for their well-being. His self had sufficiently broadened to include the imperative to act for the sake of another, recognizing that the lack of a social conscience is a defect on a person's character. But he fell short of transcending the self to care for others beyond the consideration of his own righteousness. So I think this also explains the curious aspect of Noah's efforts to reach out to his generation. You see, when the flood came, Noah and his family entered the ark alone. His 120-year campaign yielded not one single repentant. Not one single Baal Teshuvah. Could you imagine sending a Chabad rabbi for 120 years to some far-fledged place somewhere in the world, and in 120 years, he couldn't get one person to become more spiritually or religiously inclined? Probably public relations was never Noah's strong point. But how are we to explain the fact that in all this time, he couldn't win over one person? So, in order to influence others... Our motives must be pure. It says, words that come from the heart, enter the heart. Deep 
down. A person will always sense whether you truly have their interests at heart or you're trying to fill a need of your own by seeking to change them. If your work to enlighten your fellow comes from a desire to do the right thing, to observe the mitzvot, to love your fellow as yourself, to rebuke your fellow, but without really caring about the result, then your call will be met with a scant response. The echo of personal motive, be it the most laudable of personal motives, will be sensed, if only subconsciously, by the object of your efforts, you're ultimately going to put them off. And that's Noah. Noah, though he's not as selfish as Enoch, he's selfish to his family. He just decided, it's just me and my family, and that's all I really care about. And that is our second biblical prototype. Tomorrow we'll talk about our third. For now, I'm Rabbi Yisrael Bernath. Have a fantastic day. Hi, Rabbi Bernath here. I have some great news for you. My popular four-week course, Kabbalah for Everyone, is available right now for free for the next 50 people who download it. All you have to do is go to www.theloverabbi.com, scroll to the bottom of the page, and you're going to see the download button right there. In this course, I talk about the Kabbalistic secrets to relationships, to wealth, to happiness, and balance. This special offer has been dedicated in loving memory of Ellie Dorfman. I look forward to hearing from you and hope you enjoy the course. Now on to today's episode.